Significance of names. We, do, does your name have any significance? Were you named after somebody? Is, there a, does you, is your name special that, you know, I know your parents picked that name out for you, so I'm sure it was special to them. There's a reason why they picked out that name. And some of you are maybe wondering um, what your parents were thinking when they named you. Like, you're going, why did, like, this, I've got this weird name. Like, there's some names that I looked up, like, these are real names of people. Um, one name is, is, like, Love Child. Like, someone has the name Love Child. I don't, they probably were, maybe their parents were in the 70s or 60s, but um, Melanomia. Exactly, like, why would you name your kid Melanomia? Or this one, Brittany Shakira Beyonce. It's not, that's not like each individual names. Like each of them, those are fine. But that's like her first name. Brittany Shakira Beyonce. Or then there's ones like Ajax. Where, if at least me growing up, like that's a cleaning th thing, right? Like, or this one is really original, A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> These are real names. But there's, there's a lot of names that we can probably think of, right? As I kind of got your brain going like, I remember this name or I remember that name where you just kind of shake your head and just go why like why would you do that like, what were you thinking when you did that why would you put your kids through that as an as growing up and then even as an adult like don't you know that there's people like me that are going to make fun of you yes I wasn't very nice growing up but you got to live with that for the rest of your life now in my family I come from a, a family where Everybody is named Martin or their name William. Like there's a long, long line of them. In fact, I have a relative that their name is William Wilhelm Willems. <laughs> Try to say that really fast about five times. You will not be able to do it. Now, my name, if you don't know, is Martin Jared. So yes, I use, I, I use my middle name. And I come from a line of Martins. My dad's name was Martin. There was many people before me that their name was Martin. So logically, when my first son is born, of course, what are we going to do? We're going to give him the first name of Martin. Well, it's Martin Jameson. We don't use that name. We, 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 he goes by his middle name just like I did of Jameson. And now I come find out that, like, I'm surprised CPS has not been called on me because apparently this was just child abuse to him to make him be in school and you know, when you're in school, you know, they always look at your name and they go, so they call for Martin and, well, he doesn't use that name, so he has to raise his hand and tell the teacher that my name is Jameson and my parents abused me and they were mean and, <laughs> and all of this stuff. And, and apparently when you're the firstborn and you don't want to have any draw attention drawn to you, that this is a problem. And so, I, I don't know. But my name, like I said, like my name is Martin too and I survived all of these years just fine. And so far, he has too. So I think he's going to be okay. But in my family, that name means something to my family. Now, to the rest of the world, it doesn't mean nothing. It's just another name. But there's names in this world, right, that, that if you have the right name, if you have this name, like we, uh, people assume certain things about you. Like um, many of us are older, and like if I say the name Kennedy, like that, there's lots of images that come to our mind about the na last name of Kennedy. Or if you think of like the Hiltons or the Rockefellers, you know, there's this amount of wealth or this amount of power that those names have. And I don't know if anybody have one of those famous names in this in this room. I don't I don't think so. 
But um, there's names that we have, and I'm sure behind all of you, like if I asked you, there's a story behind your name. There's a story behind that. And for those of you that remember Josh, who was here, he's a friend of mine, and I spoke to him this week about, about names. And yes, we did talk a little bit about basketball because we're both basketball coaches or have coached, and he coaches Lodgegrass, which they won districts last night, so excited about that. Um, and yes, we did talk a little bit about basketball because we can't help ourselves. But we did talk about names because if you don't know, Josh is a Native American. And I know that Josh has two names. Like he has a name that's been on his birth certificate that was given to him. But I also know he has a family name, a name that was given to him later on. And so I asked him about that. I said, can you just describe that to me? Can you tell me a little bit about this? And he said that, that there's a significance to that name that was given to him. And that this name was supposed to be the name that was going to carry him through life. This name was part of his family history. It's a name that someone in their family at some point was given this name also. So they actually have like this right to this name. That it's a direct descendant of somebody in their bloodline. And he then he gave me an example of, I think most of us know, um, Crazy Horse, that name. So he told me the story behind Crazy Horse. And Crazy Horse's dad was actually named Crazy Horse. And so when his son became a great warrior, they, they took, Crazy Horse gave his name, whose son's name was Curly, the name of Crazy Horse, because he was this great warrior. And then his dad took another name. So this name was to determine how we're going to live our lives, is, is what Josh was saying. Like, this name is, is how we live our lives. And so if you're a great warrior like that and given the name Crazy Horse, that you're given that name because you are a great warrior. You're going to be a great warrior. So then Josh told me his name, and I, I, I asked him to try to give me something so I could try to pronounce it, and I can't. But, um, and he, he didn't send it to me. But he said in English, he says his name is leader of two worlds, worlds or twice a leader. And I, I, this is really, like, if some of you know Josh, like, this is, like, you'll understand, like, he's, said at an early age he tried to live up to that name and like I know Josh and he really is he's living up to that name because Josh is a leader in the Native American culture and like he challenges people within his own culture to to not just be stuck in this way but then he's also what Josh says is in this white man culture challenging them also and so he, J Josh is like bridging this gap between two different people, leading people of these both worlds, and he's doing it to, to glorify God, to do it to the, for the glory of God. So this is a really, really long story to get to my point of today's name, which is Yahweh. And we're going to enter into this, this new series. We're going to look at the names of God. We're going to look at, at the names as, as Yahweh something. We'll, you'll get to those later on throughout these weeks. But Yahweh... We might see that name as, as Jehovah. We might see it as Adonai. And this name, Yahweh, originally, it was only spoken by the priests in the temple of Jerusalem. Like, it was, that was the only people that could speak this name. And then the temple was destroyed in 80, 70 AD, and this name was not said at all anymore. It was not pronounced at all. So when people started writing down the Bible, their scribes, they would take this name Yahweh, and they would substitute it with Adonai because it had so much reverence. And this, because of this substitution, like the pronunciation of it, and that's why you see the title, why I titled that, because 
they lost the pronunciation of that, of that word. Because Yahweh, when it was substituted out an I, like, that's what they used, but they didn't know it. Is it, is it two vowels, like Yahweh, or is it three vowels? Because there's another interpretation of another that has three vowels in that. And then in the mid, Middle Ages, they s- when they wrote the King James Bible, they used the word Jehovah, is what they, what they substituted in for this name of Yahweh. So for our series, for our study, we're going to use the name Yahweh for our discussion. And that, for the most part, is kind of the end of my history lesson on that. But I think it's good to kind of put a little history in some of that of how we get to these words that we get. And you see different words used at different times. But regardless, this is a name that we see God telling us is this is his name. So we're going to look at Exodus 3 today. We're going to look mostly at, at verses 13 and 15. But at first, I want to give you a little backdrop of kind of what's, what the events of what's going on here. And a lot of you are going to remember that Moses had this encounter with a burning bush and this burning bush within it, like God is, is talking to Moses. And God says to Moses, he goes, I've heard the cries of the Israelites and I'm coming to rescue them from the Egyptians. So God tells Moses that I'm going to send you to Moses to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And Moses is like, uh, right. Like, well, well, First, like, Pharaoh, why is he going to listen to me? Like, who, like, why would he listen to me? And then two, why are the Israelites going to listen to me? And God says that he's going to be with him, and that Moses, when he brings the people out of Egypt, that on this very mountain that you're on right now, Moses, you're going to come here and you're going to worship me, this mountain that you're standing on. So let's look at verse 13 starts with, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God says to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call from generation to generation. So let's think about this for a little bit. Moses is is seeing this bush on fire, but it's really not on fire. Like it's not burning up. He has this conversation with God, and God's telling him, you know what? I want you, Moses, to go to the most powerful nation in the world, This nation that controls everything, this nation is very, extremely powerful. They control all of the the known world. I want you to go to the Egyptians. I want you to go to Pharaoh, and I want you to say, let my people go. Oh, and also, if you don't remember part of the story, remember why Moses is not in Egypt anymore? Because remember, Pharaoh's daughter found him, and he was actually raised in Egypt? Well, Moses killed an Egyptian. So Moses is actually fleeing Egypt right now, for murder. And he is supposed to go to Pharaoh and say, let the Israelites go. Who also the Israelites have been the Egyptian slaves for over 400 years. And he's going to do that just because God said so. Seems pretty reasonable, right? Something that we could probably do. Maybe it would make more sense if we look at it this way. 
So we all leave from church here, and one of us just leaves, and we walk over by South Park, and we look over, and, well, the gazebo's on fire. So we walk over to it, but it's not really on fire because it's not burning up. It just looks like it's on fire. And then we hear this voice, and it really is a voice. It's like, because, yes, we did take our medication today, so we're not hearing voices in our head. And then this voice tells us who this voice we we figure out like this is God speaking to me. This voice says, "You know what? I want you to go to China, North Korea, some country like that. I want you to go to those leaders, and I want you to go to that leader, and I want you to say, you know what? I want you to quit oppressing the people. I want you to let people have freedom. I want to let. I want you to let, especially all the Christians. Like I want you to let them, them leave and leave these free lives to practice whatever religion they want and." you're going to do it and, and leave them unharmed. Probably think I'm out of my mind. And I might be out of my mind. Oh, and there's one more thing too. And just when they ask, like, why? Like, why should I do this? This kind of making it more crazy is that when they ask you, well, who's authority? You're going to say, well, Yahweh. Yahweh, the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. But that's exactly what God is asking Moses to do. So this name Yahweh, his name, Yahweh has power. Because a lot of names, like just the name, like they think about this, like names have power. Can you think of some names just that, that have power in your life? Now I mentioned earlier that there's, there's people that have wealth that they just have power just because of their name and who they are. There's names like maybe we'll think of names maybe more familiar with us. They're like Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos. Like those, those names have a lot of wealth and they have a lot of power. There's names in history. Like if you're in the Roman Empire and you just mention the name Caesar, that name creates a lot of power, creates a lot of emotion in us. It's a name that for a lot of people caused fear. Now, a lot of you know that I'm a pharmacist, and so I work in a pharmacy. Now, if somebody comes in and says, DEA agent so-and-so is here to see you, like, I'm sorry. I'm going to have some fear here. Like, I'm going to trim. Especially, I'm going to ask, are they dressed in a suit, or are they in street clothes? And if they're dressed in a suit and they have two other buddies, like, I got something to worry about. I really don't have anything to fear, but it still it creates fear in me. Because these guys have the power to find me substantially or even put me in prison. So there's fear there. We can think of names, can't we, that create that fear. Like, what if you're in the Ukraine right now? Like, there's a name, Vladimir Putin, that, like, probably creates some fear right now in your mind. If your parole officer shows up at your door with a policeman behind you, you might have some fear. When that... that policemen flips on their lights and they pull up behind you and want you to pull over. There's some fear there. And their names have power. Now, we live in the luxury of, of at the time, like we have history on our side, so we can look back in history. But imagine how the Egyptians would have felt about Yahweh. This God of the Israelites that sent plagues upon them. That this God that, well, he parted the Red Sea and then the Egyptians followed, and he made the Red Sea come over and destroyed the Egyptian army. What do you think the name of the God of the Israelites, Yahweh, would mean to them? 
think they'd probably be ter- they'd be full of terror, full of fear. Name that they probably just rather. I don't even want to talk about that name. Let's let's not even speak that name. Name that just hearing that name has so much power that it causes them to have this fear, this terror in their minds. Now, if you're an Israelite and you hear the Yah- the word Yahweh, and you heard that, probably a different emotion, different kind of power. You'd remember a God that probably had this covenant with Abraham that said he's going to make this many great nations out of him through Abraham. Yahweh who safely delivered the Israelites from the Egyptians who gave them freedom. And a Yahweh that keeps his promises. Look at Proverbs 18.10 with me. It says the name of the Lord, which if you see the capital, all capital letters in the Bible, you're kind of wondering why is it all capital? Well, that's Yahweh. That's the, that's the name Yahweh. It is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. So this word Yahweh, God, what power does it have in your life? Does it have power in your life? Have you ever thought about that? Maybe we don't think about that. Maybe sometimes we just don't even care. It, it just really means nothing. We just take it for granted. Try to tell that to the Egyptians of that day, because I bet that's what they thought. Maybe it creates some terror in you. Or is it like what we read in Proverbs? This, this it has power, and you're running to this fortified tower, as this verse in Proverbs tells us. Because Yahweh is this strong tower. Yahweh is a name with power. Now, some of you are probably familiar with the C.S. Lewis books, the Chronicles of Narnia. And so there's a lion in there, which is Aslan, which is represents God and Jesus. That's, that's what he resembles. And, and it describes in these books, it says that th- as not being a tame lion and not being safe, he can't be controlled, can't be manipulated, he can't be bullied. This God can't be manipulated, he can't be bullied. He commands reverence and obedience. Just Yahweh does that. And then there's a beaver later on in one of the books. I don't know if you remember the beaver, but there's a beaver and he talks and someone asks him the question and about Aslan and he goes, safe? Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He is the king, I tell you. And that's, that's how I think that we maybe can think about Yahweh, think about God is that, yep, Sometimes he's kind of scary, kind of terrifying, because he does have power. And Yahweh, yeah, there's a sense of, of obedience, a sense of reverence. But we know inside of us, we just know, we know that Yahweh, that God, that God is good. We just know that he is good. Now, there's something else about Yahweh. Yahweh is always present. We see this in this passage. We see this through history. That God, he is, he's just always present. Yahweh, he's not distant. He just, he's not aloof. He like doesn't just leave us alone. He is always present. He's involved in our lives. Again, with history on our side. We know how God intervened in the lives of the Israelites. He freed them from the Egyptians. He provided for them in the wilderness. Because Yahweh never left them. Look at this out of Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. 
For the Lord Yahweh again, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you know that God's still in that business? He's still in that business of being present in our lives. He's still present that in, in, in those that put their hope in him. He hasn't changed that. Now, I bet if I asked many of you, you could come up here and give me examples in your lives of how you knew God was present. And I bet there would just be some amazing stories. There would be some amazing stories. Stories that would probably rival these of the Israelites being freed from the Egyptians. Stories of finding God in our lives. I have friends that tell me of, of just being in prison cells, being in jail cells, and just know, feeling the presence of God. A lot of us maybe, and I've been in business meetings where they're hard meetings, and, and I just know I, God is right there with me. God's leading me. God's guiding me. God's presence is there. Death of a family member. You just feel God's presence there. Maybe even in our failed marriages at times loss of a job, loss of our house, whatever the event is, God is still present there. There's these dark, dark moments that sometimes we have, some of us have had or others are having. Maybe right now, like you're in these dark moments of your life, moments when you just feel like there's just no hope. There's just, just no hope. But there is hope. The hope that we have knowing God is present. He is always with us. Listen to Psalm 73, 23 through 25. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. Whom I ha who have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. Because Yahweh, he will never leave you nor forsake you. The thing about Yahweh is Yahweh saves we, we know the story of Yahweh saving the Israelites from the Egyptians. But the Bible's full of these stories. The Bible's full of these stories of Yahweh intervening in the lives of people and saving them. Saving individuals, saving nations. Think of like Daniel in the lion's den. God played a part in that. God was present in that. When Jonah, remember the story of Jonah and the whale? Like Jonah went to, fled from Nineveh. Like he wasn't going to go there. He goes, no, I'm not going there. Now, puts him in a, in a whale or a big fish and spits him out. Like, there's, there's some saving going on there. Then he goes to Nineveh. Nineveh. The Ninevites repent. God saves that entire nation because God is present. God is intervening. And then, like, if you feel like a story like Esther. Remember that story. Esther, through Esther, and God being present, saved, and again, the entire Israelite, the entire Jewish population through through. God being present in those these stories. Lives of stories where Yahweh is present. He's always present in saving his people. Yahweh having mercy on all of us by sending Jesus. Look at Matthew 1.21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now I started today talking about names the significance of names, that we have names that have meanings, like Josh's name, and we're living out that, that, that name. We're living out that name. Now, do you know what the name Jesus means? Does anybody know what that means? Yahweh saves. Yahweh saves. 
Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth, present in our lives, and is always present in our lives, came to earth to save his people from our sins. Try to tell me that's not really cool. That is really cool. At least it is for me. That the name Jesus is Yahweh saves, which is exactly what he did. Now, some of you might be smart guys and say that that verse says his people, and you thought his people were the Jewish people. Well, let's just clear that up. Romans 10, 11 through 13. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord over all, of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So everyone in this room, everyone in this community, in this town, in this state, in this nation, in this world, everybody that calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. Because Yahweh saves. Amen? Now, in this series, we're going to be looking at more detail what the names of God are, what they mean in our lives. How that these names, that there's some truths in those, that we can put those in our lives. And know that, that the God that has the name, he has name, there's power in his name. That we have a God that is always present. That our God saves. This name, Yahweh. Now, I started out looking at names today. Some of us in this room, like, we have biblical names. And we have names that are family names. Maybe those names are both. And then there are those names where people have no idea where they came from. Don't know what your parents were thinking. But those are your names, right? Those are your names. And you hear your name, and, and what do you do? Like, usually. I mean, hopefully you don't run away when someone calls your name. You turn to that person. Someone says, Jared, like, I'll turn and, and I'll see what they want or I'll see what they need. And you, I, 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 like, come near to them. Like, I don't just keep walking away from them. Like, I'll come near to them. And if they're needing help, I'll try to help them. If they're needing love, we try to love them. You hear your name, and, and most of the time it's because you have a relationship with them have a relationship with someone or if you don't have a relationship maybe it's a start of a relationship by hearing somebody call your name so what if we called out the name of God we called out to Jesus so remember that's what the Israelites did now Hillsong has a has a song it's called what a beautiful name there's a chorus in there that says what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Because that's a powerful name too. Jesus, Yahweh saves. Today we looked at Exodus, the, the, this certain section after this, but I want to go back to a couple verses to previous to this. I want us to look at verses 7 and 8 before we end today. The Lord said, I have indeed seen misery of my people in Egypt, I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering, so I have come down to rescue them from the land, from <coughs> the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them out of the land into a, a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. 
Yahweh still hears us crying out. Yahweh's still concerned about our sufferings. Yahweh will still rescue us. Now, how do we know that? Well, we can know that because what the Bible tells us, but we also know, like, if we really think Yahweh's done a lot for us in our lives already, and you know what? He's still going to continue to do this for us. We can look back in history, and this starts even with Jesus. Sending Jesus, Yahweh saves. Now, I'm not going to be naive. I'm not going to go and sit here and tell you all a bunch of fluff. Because you know what? There's going to be suffering. All of us, I see heads shaking all around the room. Because there's suffering, isn't there? The lives of the Israelites, they weren't without suffering. We can know there is suffering. You think being a slave for 400 plus years wasn't suffering? We know Jesus suffered. We don't even need to go into that. We know that he suffered on the cross. Lies of disciples, they weren't without suffering. They suffered a lot. And our lives, like I said, they're not without suffering. But we have this hope. We can have this hope because we know we have a God that just his name has power. We know that Yahweh is always present. And we know that our God saves. Yahweh. Let's pray. Lord, I just, I think of that that song. What a beautiful name. 